0: I am your running host, Dean Thompson, and Run for God founder Mitchell Hollis is back this w- this week after a two-week hiatus. Welcome back.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Dean. You know, I, I understand. I actually I actually heard a word when I came in and said, man, the past two weeks were great. And I, and I told the guy that let us in here, I said, I, I may just need to step aside and, and let Dean and Spider take this because... Uh, I've listened to the first episode, man. You guys did a great job.
0: Well, don't uh, don't get carried away now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we, <laughs> we need you here. Uh, yeah, the, what did you think about that advice? Did you uh, have you tried any of that? Or I have. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I'm <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell that. I made the mistake the other day. We had some zucchini laying on the counter in our house, and I had just I had just listened to yours and spiders talk, and I thought. You know, I grab that zucchini. I'm just going to eat it going down the road, raw. <laughs> zucchini is not good. You know, it kind of looks like a cucumber, so you think, "What?" Well, to taste yeah. kind of like a cucumber, raw. No,
0: no, not at all. Don't
1: eat zucchini raw. Maybe some people like it, but it was it put the most bitter taste in my mouth. Oh no! And water wouldn't wash it out. I had to stop and get something to drink to wash the taste out of my <laughs> mouth. So, uh, so yes, I have been heeding Spider's advice. Um, I'm looking at the way I eat differently now. Not that I'm making any radical changes. I, I eat fairly good anyway. Um, but simple things like looking at the labels or, or what's the closest I can eat it to natural without being raw zucchini. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> That's a little too natural. And
1: uh, so, yeah, I mean, he. Ha- I, I've, I've told a few people, it's probably one of the most sensible talks on nutrition that I've ever heard. You know, uh, spiders, a... He doesn't like to use the term vegan, but we all know him as a, as a vegan, and but he doesn't he wasn't pushing that on everybody. He mm-hmm. was simply trying to educate everybody, and and basically the way I took it it's it's not for everybody, but there's a lot of good things here to learn, and and that's just I can't wait to hear next week.
0: Yeah, he's on a he's a uh, uh, he's got this heart of wanting people. He he doesn't want to push it because he doesn't like to be pressured himself, and so right. he doesn't want to push it. But man, his desire is that people will just buy into the the ideas. And and I'll tell you what I did. I I went all in. I mean, yeah. I have gone. I haven't eaten meat in over a week. uh yeah. um, that's usually
1: how you do things. It, yeah, it, it's that is all in.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm either all and in. And I'm or usually all that way, but. Yep. but I can't get away from my steak the whole meat thing yeah <laughs> yeah and i thought i would miss meat i really thought there's i don't see how i can do this but i'm going to try it and i'm going to do it for a month and i'm going to see how it goes and i am so surprised at how easy it is and how much i have enjoyed the food that i've eaten it's if you would have told me that i would have said yeah i doubt that i'm going to really enjoy it i'm willing to try it but enjoy i don't know that's that's a that's a car well, too far the
1: thing that really stuck out to me was he said that he probably has a much broader and more variety of a diet than most people who eat all the things that he doesn't eat. He's learned how to um, to mix it up with the mm-hmm. things that he does eat. And I, I found that really fascinating. I, like I said, I, I can't wait to hear, hear next week's. Um, but yeah, I mean, fascinating guy. I actually sent him a message and said, we we want him back. We, we want him to come back because he does have a, a level of knowledge that Um, i think our listeners can benefit from yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and just so you know mitchell says wait until next week by the time you're hearing (laughs) this you've already heard the next week right but we're recording this beforehand so that's okay it's all good can you believe it we're on episode 15 it's
1: crazy isn't it half the time we were in corona that's right more than half the time yeah um, yeah. It's been a journey. I, I think you know we're never going to get good at this, but I think we've gotten better at this. You know, this week we're standing up. We're yeah. trying something different. We've yeah. got inspired by uh, three Karnas different a... camera angles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm actually. That's another thing I'm looking at. I've looked at the stand up desks. Yeah. Uh, I actually tried it. My church has one in their their sound booth. In the past two days, I've went down to my church and worked at that stand up desk just to see if I really like it, and I do. Yeah. And because at the level we're at here, and if you can see on the video, it's kind of low and it would be uncomfortable. But the stand-up desk, it'll raise right up. And that's what it's all about is having whatever you're working on at the right height. Right. And uh, I like it. I think think I'm going to get me one.
0: Yeah, I kind of like it down lower like this mainly because I'm old and so right. my vision is poor and so the computer screen a little bit further, further away, away is better. It, yeah, yeah, yeah you're the
1: old guy. I'm not, <laughs> so you know, I don't have that problem yet. <laughs>
0: uh, but li- hey, listen, the number of episodes that we do of Run Club are really dictated by how many people decide that they enjoy Run Club and are getting a benefit out of Run Club and are telling their friends and sharing and the more people we get involved, the more of these episodes that we can do. Yeah. And so we hope to be doing this Years from now, right. and so we need you to to share with folks out there and let them know about Run Club so that we can get more folks on board.
1: You know, maybe it's the the kids that we're coaching now. Maybe they're doing this episode one uh, day.
0: Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, that uh, would, that's just a great. But thought. I think
1: we've heard a lot of great feedback and, and and you know, not giving away any surprises. But we we've got a lot of things in the pipeline right now that are super exciting that are all built on Run Club. Uh, And and we're looking to expand Run Club, keeping it at the same low price, but adding a lot more content in. And we won't get into that right now, but I'm super excited about everything we're working on right now.
0: Well, what's so great and what's so inspiring about it is the people that are in Run Club right now are the people who have really got us excited about going in a little bit different direction in a direction to build things around the Run Club. Yeah. And, and that's really, really exciting to see the excitement level out there. Yeah. You know, anytime I can talk about running, <laughs> it's a great day. And this just gives me an excuse to do more of it. Absolutely. So I love it, Yeah, love it, love it. Listen, we are always sponsored by j radio we're so proud to be sponsored by the world's greatest digital music platform they're working on some big things in j radio and so hopefully in the next week or two you're going to hear more about j radio specifically so uh understand that j radio is making big changes and things are going to get even better
1: As a Christian runner, you might find it hard to decide what to listen to while you run. If you are looking for positive and Christian music that will help you keep your pace, check out the radioactive station on the new J Radio. We'll take care of picking the music so that you can concentrate on your run. Plus, you can count on us to make sure that
0: the music is uplifting and encouraging. Check out jradio.com or download the app in your app store. So we are back, and just remember that if you have questions, if you have things that you'd like to see us do differently, if there are topics you'd like for us to cover, you name it. This is your club. We want it to be your club, and we want it to be molded by the things that you want to see. And so you can send messages to me at dean at runforgod.com to give us some feedback and let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you'd like to see. So Don't forget that, that we want to interact with you. Uh, If you don't know about Run For God and you happened up on this podcast, you need to go to runforgod.com and learn a little bit more Mm -hmm. about what we're about. There's a lot of stuff out there for you to learn. So uh, take a look at that. As always, each week we read a story that comes from uh, somebody out there who has submitted their life story. And this one is interesting. And it's called God Delivers. It's by Julie Wicker who is a Run Club member. Now, listen, if you're a Run Club member, you need to understand this. If you, Julie just sent this story in this past week, mm. and we're using it already. If you're a Run Club member, you go to the front of the line when it comes to these stories. So You we, know,
1: Julie's sticking out in my head because she's one of the four jumpers we have. Yeah, <laughs> We have Irene, George has done a jump picture, uh, <laughs> Julie has done a jump picture, and, and Angela, has done a jump picture. So, you, Julie, if you're listening, that's that's why I can picture you right now because I can see you jumping with your Run for God shirt on and <laughs> snapping a picture, which I don't know if I'm ready to try that or not.
0: <laughs> well, Julie is from Georgetown, South Carolina, and so she, she shares a little bit of her recent journey here. So um, here's her story, again, called God Delivers. In the movie Field of Dreams from 1989, Ray, the main character, hears a voice in a cornfield. If you build it, he will come. The he in this movie is Ray's deceased dad that would return once Ray builds a baseball field in his cornfield. In the Bible, the idea of build it and they will come is when Noah builds the ark. It amazes me how detailed God is when giving instruction to Noah in Genesis six, fifteen and sixteen. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be four hundred and fifty feet long, seventy five feet wide and forty five feet high. Make a roof for it and finish the ark within eighteen inches of the top. Put a door in the side of the ark and make it lower make lower middle and upper decks. I met with my second. Run for God group this past week, God amazed me at how he took care of every detail. Mitchell Hollis had prepared me that second groups usually increase in size. The idea of build it and they will come took on a a whole new meaning. Looking back at our first Run for God group, we had decided to start small. We invited church members and close friends to join us. We decided to go all in and share our journey together on social media. By sharing our faith, we were able to reach others to join us in our second group. In the Run For God mission statement, the spiritual aspect comes from Psalms eighty-six, twelve: I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forever. I am so glad we decided to go all in so that we could bring glory to God and draw others into this amazing journey with us. That first night, we were under 50% rain showers, which could have produced thunder and lightning. I so desperately did not want to cancel our first meeting. Once everyone arrived, we decided to open in prayer. I gave a quick explanation of the workout, and off we went on our walk and run. It was an enjoyable misting rain in our South Carolina summer heat. We kept our path close by the church in the event that it would start to storm. We then returned to the church for a sweaty devotion and prayer. I was concerned about doing things backwards. Normally we would have the devotion and instruction first. God took care of every detail just like he did for Noah. Based off the comments, I know everyone had a good time and even encouraged others to join us for week two. Do you love this idea of doing a Bible study that could help you and others grow physically, mentally, and spiritually closer to God? Do you want to be part of something that is bigger than you, yet manageable to lead? The Run for God devotional and 5K program is already designed with every detail considered. You just have to say yes, get the kit, set up a class and invite others to join you once you have all the details in place you have built it and if you go all in and turn it over to god he will help bring in other believers and non-believers to join you on your journey Leading is the easy part because each chapter in the book includes everything you need. You can share from the God's Thoughts YouTube channel and or the devotions books also found on the Run for God website. There are so many resources available. You do not have to be a professional runner or a Bible scholar. I consider Philippians 1.6 my life first being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I am so thankful God equipped me to be a run-for-God coach so that I can continue the work he has planned for me. Often there are bigger blessings in saying yes and leading than when you are the participant. It's in the process of preparation and the gratification of each week completed that you find the blessings. Will you join me in being a disciple and physically reaching a whole new demographic? Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Go build it and they will come.
1: You know, <laughs> Julie, if you're listening, I don't think there could have been a better commercial <laughs> for Run for God than her story. Um, th- by no prompting at all, Julie shared exactly what we say all the time. Yep. Um, more times than not, it's going to do more for the instructor than it is for the mm. class. I can't help but I-, I just have to tell the story. Many people have heard this story. Um, but where we got the idea that many times your second class will grow is not only have we seen it, but I've experienced it. You know, I taught that very first Run for God class at Grove Level Baptist Church in January of 2010, and we had 14 people start. We had 22 people graduate. So a lot of people in my church wanted to do it again that summer. Uh, we were going to do a, a July start and an October finish, I think. And um, so I put up a sign-up sheet at church. You know, I, I'm in a, a Baptist church in North Georgia, and um, we put a sign-up sheet, And the night before, we had um, 80 80 people signed up. And this was at the time, I'm still not good, but this was at the time where I was terrified of talking in front of 14 people. Now I've got 80 people signed up, and I thought, what am I going to do? So we we come to the night that we're going to start, and if if you know how sign-up sheets at work, if you know how sign-up sheets at a church work, Nobody actually signs up for stuff. They just show up. Why? Well, I, I was discounting that. So we're there that night, and I'm just—I'm literally in a panic. I'm, and it, it is selfish. It's, it's, it's a lack of trust in God that he's going to give me the ability. And, and I was just in my flesh thinking, I can't do this. You know, if you know my story, I'm not a speaker. I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm not even that great of a runner. What am I doing here? And uh, just having all the excuses that we typically have— so much so that two deacons in my church, I guess they saw the how pale I was <laughs> and my palms were sweaty. They took me into the bathroom and prayed over me.
0: That's a great and story. And it's
1: like the the Spirit of God just set in of all places in the bathroom at Grove Level Batters. But my, my nerves calmed and we walked out to get started. We had 80 registered and we had 200 wow. show up the first Praise night of that God. first class. And yeah, it's just a testament that you know, th- those deacons helped me see. You got to give this to God. This is not you. You're yeah. making it all about you, and that's not what I wanted to hear. You know, that was a hard pill to swallow. But they were right. You know, I was, I was limiting what God could do based on what Mitchell could do. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Julie, I'm right there with you. This is. Um,
0: <laughs> thank you for this story. Well, and going back into into your your past uh, a little bit more, um, you're familiar with this. Build it theme, right? Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean being a a contractor being my background, yeah, I I understand the concept. I understand, you know, that that God doesn't put anything in the Bible for no good reason. You know, he put the the story of Noah in there and he illustrates the story of Noah, the story of Abraham, all the all the heroes of faith that you read about in Hebrews, he put those in there for a reason. And it's because they were all at that point that I was in the bathroom that night at the church. Of God, I can't do this. God, it's never rained in the history of Earth. Why are you asking me to build an ark? Yeah. And it's it's for one simple reason: trust, trust, faith. Put your faith in me. And uh, yeah, w- w- sometimes I think we need to read the Book of Hebrews at least at least the first ten chapters. <laughs> sometimes on a daily basis because uh, yeah. we so we so quickly forget even when we see God working in our lives. Mm two days later we forget about what he did two days ago yeah and uh, so yeah I, I mean julie julie hit the nail on the head with this video with this uh with
0: this yeah. story this enthusiasm that we see from julie in this story is is what we see over and over again with folks that make that plunge to be coaches and i'm reminded of of, of a bunch of uh, of different people, but um, we see this this enthusiasm.
1: well, and we hear it a lot too, and that's why i I wish that everyone who is thinking about becoming a coach, but they they don't feel qualified. you know mm-hmm. I, i'm I'm not a pastor. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Sunday school teacher. Just I'm not like a good says. runner. i'm I'm not all these things, but it's it's not about what we can do. You know we we have the t-shirt. We've talked about this before, find your comfort zone. And leave it. Mm. God doesn't want us comfortable. He, can't, he can use us when we're comfortable, but he uses us in a mighty way when we're doing things that are uncomfortable, whether it's building an ark or it's getting in front of 200 people or it's taking the step, or like Julie did, of, of having that second class and saying, you know, I'm going all in. God can handle the details.
0: Every great story you hear, whether it's Bible-related or not, comes from people who do things outside of their comfort zone often. And they're not great people. Right, it's yeah. It's God doing
1: great things mm-hmm. through average people. And yep. that's how God wants us to do is just be obedient, have faith, trust in what he says. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just, I know I need that pounded in my head daily.
0: Regular, yeah. Well, I don't know if Debbie, my wife, is going to, is going to see this or read this story uh, uh, hopefully she'll listen to the podcast or watch this video or something uh, but field of dreams her favorite movie mm-hmm. of all times and and we both love baseball we've traveled around we've been to 25 different baseball stadiums and we love baseball and i love this movie i love field of dreams but i don't know that it's my favorite baseball movie there's a there's a movie called pride of pride of the yankees that came out way a long time ago Old black and white movie about lou gehrig that is just a fantastic uh, lou gehrig was a great great man Mm -hmm. um, humble man and um he was a mama's boy i like a good mama's boy (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then there was another movie i remember that i loved i love and it's it was a it's a movie nobody's ever heard of but it's called alibi ike and it's the silliest baseball movie. It's about a guy who plays baseball in this minor league baseball team and he's just he's always making an excuse for everything. And uh Where do
1: you find these movies? I've never heard of either one of those. The the
0: Pride of the Yankees the part, or yeah, either Ike. one of them. Yeah, well now you... Pride of the Yankees is a big movie. That's that's a pretty famous movie.
1: Yeah, but you're but known you... <laughs> for finding these obscure books and movies and well, and uh
0: so, I yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Uh yeah, go out there and see if you can find Alibi Eye. Right, good luck on that. You may not be able to find it. I haven't <laughs> seen it in years. Uh, first question that Julie had is, is, do you love the idea of doing a study that could help you and others grow physically, mentally, and spiritually closer to God? I think she actually said that in the, the story itself. Uh, and we all love to do things that impact our community, um, and it's even better if God gets the credit, right?
1: Yeah, I mean this is this is discipleship at its core. You know the beautiful thing about uh, teaching a, a Run for God class is is you heard her say, you know, invite believers and non-believers. What we see from so many of our classes is, and it's the reason we we the first reiteration of Run for God we we changed one main thing, and it's that uh, when I started this, it was it was 14 people in my local church who mm-hmm. I knew were believers, but what we started seeing it was. Is that people were coming to learn how to run, and they didn't really care about the Bible study part. They were lost people who may have uh, not been in the church in years, or maybe they had never been in the church. And we started getting stories from people saying, "Hey, you know, we're missing the evangelism component here." And mm-hmm. that's that's what that's what spurred on the first rewrite of the 5K challenge. Um, but yeah, discipleship it's it, it's it's kind of like volunteering yeah. or or, or or donating, mm-hmm. you don't realize how much joy comes from giving of yourself. Whether that's of your time by doing a study, or it's your finances, or it's your expertise, that's always a that's always so rewarding. And it's because it's so biblical. Yeah, um, it's you know we're 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 to give of ourselves and pour into other people's and disciple people. Uh, we're to evangelize, but then we don't stop there. We're, we're to well, disciple.
0: Well, and I can't help but think about the running community. Mm -hmm. And we are all part of some running community. Most of us, at least, we get out. Maybe we go to races and things. And there's people, I call them our Saturday friends because they're people that we don't see any other day but Saturday when there's races. And those people are important to us. And a lot of times, we don't know that much about them personally. Mm -hmm. And this is a great thing, a great way. I mean, what better to share with them than the most important thing in our lives? Well, how
1: many times have you and I had a conversation? I'm thinking of one gentleman in particular that They're our weekend friends. They're running friends, and you and I have had the conversation. Where do they stand on spiritual things? Are are they saved? And you and I both say we don't know. And so that's an opportunity. It is. We have to look at that as an opportunity because you and I are in. We're in the Run for God ministry. We should know where everybody stands spiritually because we should have already asked. Right. Um, So you know, I think that's that's mine and your calling, and that's that's the calling of Run for God. But my hope is that everybody within earshot of this, that that God convicts them to do the same thing. They're not just our weekend friends; they're our weekend family. Yeah. And um, you know, we we need to be asking the tough questions and and lovingly point them to Christ.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And we've heard from a lot of people who have. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time on a f- on phone with people f- over a period of time a few years ago talking to them about their fears of trying to do the Run for God program and a lot of people I just have this fear of I don't think I can do it mm-hmm. and there's do- lots of different reasons for that. Some of it is getting in front of people some of it is lack of Bible knowledge or I'm not real a real runner is what a lot of people will say but the truth is is that every time I've seen it tried They've done a good job with it. It's not It's not that hard.
1: It's still cliche, you know, and you hear it a lot, but I don't know of any instructors that's called us and said, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Nope. Not, that, not. That there always is something. There might be disappointments along the way and bumps, and, you know, maybe their class wasn't as big as, as they thought it should be. Now, keep in mind, that's all relative because God's going to put there who he thinks needs to be there. Um, but never one time have I heard, I wish I wouldn't have done that yeah and that's 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 important
0: it is it is important uh and then how many things are there out there that can in, impact us both physically and spiritually there aren't a lot of, there's not mm-hmm. a lot going on out there that impact us along both lines and yeah That's a great way to do it it's a twofer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh next question do you want to be part of something that is bigger than you yet manageable to lead and manageable is a great word. I, I like that word because this is its very manageable.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think everybody has that desire, that calling to be part of something bigger than them. The problem comes uh, on the action part. You know, they love the idea. They love the concept. There's many people out there I know that love the idea of the Run for God ministry. They love the concept um, you were actually there when we first mm-hmm. met. You talked about how you had even thought about that in the past of how can I, you know, pair my love of running and my love for Christ and and there was just a lack of inaction and and I think that's that's what this ministry does is we provide the tools to put those actions in place because I, I I say it's actually in my testimony video we we take the my mind the number one and the number two New Year's resolutions and we put them together mm-hmm. you know I want to get healthy. And I want to get closer to Christ. And, you know, I think all we've done here, and we say it all the time, there's nothing earth shattering in this program.
0: Mm.
1: You can Google and you can find everything, everything that we're doing has been done before, but we're trying to put it in a package that is manageable. Mm. It makes it less intimidating and it makes the message clear, not only about running, you know, don't do too much too soon, but also here's... Here's a better life, you know. Yeah. If you don't know Christ, here is a better option, and uh, that's all we're doing.
0: And there's some big, there's some big groups out there, and I don't know that the folk, I don't know that uh, when when they started down in Andalusia. Um, If they realized what a big deal that was going to be, I mean, I I don't know that there's anybody that lives in Andalusia, Alabama, that doesn't know about Run for God. Right, exactly. Uh, And then you got Ben Reed's group up in Ohio, Westerville, Ohio. Westerville, yeah. yeah, uh, I mean, it's changed their church. Yeah. And uh, it's.
1: You got Molly Wade.
0: Molly. She sends
1: videos (laughs) with hundreds of little kids running in circles in the gym, and uh, it's it's and this is across. All denominations. Yes, this is across uh, lots of different cultures, and uh, and it's because running is kind of a universal language. You know, it's it's I guess it's the oldest sport out there. Yeah, and uh, it's a universal language, and everybody can get behind it. You know, we we talk about the fact that I've had classes before with seven year olds and seventy year olds in it, male. Female, all different backgrounds, and where else can you find that outside of the sanctuary these days in our churches? You know, we we segregate our churches, and and for good reason. You know, we have the we have the adults class, and we have the s- senior adults, and we have the young couples, and married, not married, and and even even our services nowadays are you have got a contemporary and a traditional, and and that's the beauty of one of these classes is. You're pulling from all those different groups yeah. and people, many times who, who don't ever even see each other, and and it's just a really cool dynamic that you got that seven year old learning the same principles and hearing about the same God, is that seventy year old. Yeah, yeah. And it's just something that's, <clears throat> that's something unique. we really didn't see coming. Yeah. Uh, but it's something that that God had in place. God knew it was coming. Yeah. And He's using it.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I think about, too, some, some of the lives that have been, been changed by this. And I, I think to my, about my friends, uh, Beth and Keith Roberts. Beth was a, was a coach back when, um, gosh, when I first got started with Run for God. And I remember I was going to a race in Pennsylvania, and I thought, while I'm there, I'm going to see if anybody has a Run for God class. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there was. And not only did they have a class, but they had a graduation race the day after the race I was running and so i yeah. went to their their graduation race and i got to know uh beth and keith and then they came down to georgia one time and they went to J fest uh, talking about J radio we're in j j103 studios now who puts on J fest and they came down to J fest well do you know what came out of all of that this all started remember this all started with beth saying first of all beth couldn't run 100 meters right and started running she 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 had depression issues. She got over that. She became a she became a coach. She teaches a class. They come down here. Her husband is now a preacher. Wow. All of this started in line by run for God. We're going to share that story at some point in time. Yeah. We've got to have them here and, and Absolutely. share. It. But uh, but that's just how big a how big a deal it can be.
1: And it's all a result of taking one step outside your comfort zone. That's it. Um, so I guess the theme of what we're trying to say here is it's written on the back of the 5K challenge book. Yes. You can <laughs> stop. I'm going to be very upfront and honest here. Stop making excuses. Yeah. If you feel, if you sense that God is calling you to do this, you've got that thumping in your heart right now. Hearing us talk about this, and you're like, "Oh, they're talking about it again." I, I, I know, I know. God, don't, don't answer my call. Yeah. If, if God's laying that on your heart, answer His call. You uh, will not regret it.
0: Amen. Amen. She asked the third question, will you join me? This is kind of a nice segue. Will you join me in being a disciple and physically reaching a new demographic?
1: <clears throat> I think ask. we need to hire Julie for our marketing team. It sounds like uh, it. She's just killing it here. Um,
0: yeah, great question. Um, and how about you? I mean, if you're out there listening, what, what about you? How about it? How about now? Now's good.
1: That's perfect. We're coming out of COVID. Everybody's ready to to kind of get back to a sense of normalcy. Uh the churches are starting to slowly open their doors back and um Yeah.
0: One of the other excuses that I hear, and and I say excuse, and please please, please hear my heart. Yeah. I, I understand that people have other commitments and things they have to do, and there's things that people have to do, but but when people say they don't have time, because we hear that a lot, right? Yeah. I don't have time. And I know how that is because I've, I've been there myself. Where I'm, yeah. I don't know if I have time for another thing. But what's more important than sharing the gospel? Because that's mm-hmm. what we're doing. And we're, we're, staying, we're, we're developing ourselves physically and spiritually. I mean, we're, we're killing two birds with one stone. So it's a really good, efficient use of our time.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and we, we talk <laughs> about it a lot, and it's the reason we put chapters 9 and 10 in the 5K challenge because, mm-hmm. you know, the hardest thing about sharing the gospel— it's the introduction. It's, hey, Dean, would you want to come to my church? That's A lot of times that's how it starts. Well, even that can be awkward because nowadays so many people don't know what church is about. Yeah. You know, it, when I was young, they knew about church, and either they agreed or they disagreed, and they came or they didn't come. There's so many people. I was having this conversation uh, with a, with an architect of all people the other day and how— People these days they don't even understand the concept of church and what it's all about. Well, so that's a that's a barrier to entry, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about barriers to entry, and so that's a barrier. That's that's something you've got to overcome. And asking the question, bringing the person in. But with the Run for God class, we're simply offering, hey, come and learn how to run. And the people that say, yeah, I'll come learn how to run. I don't really care about all that, that the gospel of the church stuff. Well, that's fine. That's fine. We know that they're going to hear it. And that's all God calls us to do is is make the introduction. We're not called to um, save people. (laughs) We're not. And so so many times we put that burden on ourselves Mm -hmm. that if maybe they reject us, they're they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the gospel, but the seed's been planted, and who knows what's going to happen a year, two years, five years, ten years down the road that that seed might eventually sprout. Um, so this is just such a non-confrontational way to get people into a class where they're going to hear the gospel, and they're just coming to learn to run.
0: Yep. yep. So how, how easy is that, really? That, that, we're trying to, trying to make it easy, yeah. yeah. And you know, there's a lot of people out there who need help these days, um, and then when people get into a situation where they can do something they never thought they could possibly do, uh, how much hope? does that give us right. how, how great a picture is that of hope right. and so get a, get out there and um, become an instructor if you, if you haven't already done it and uh, go out there and share Christ with others through the sport of running absolutely there is power in people's stories What I did need and what I was begging for was a relationship that I didn't know
1: that I I needed and only God could give it to me. I started hearing all these stories that just made me realize this was the right move. I'm here to give these people hope through what Christ can do in their life. Your story can help encourage others around the country,
0: just like these stories have. You can walk through a simple process of sharing your story with the Big Share app. Download the Big Share app in your app store to start sharing hope with others. All right, we're back and hopefully you're out there and you've already downloaded the Big Share app and enjoying that, or maybe you've already shared your story. That would mm-hmm. be fantastic. You know, with everything going on right now, we sure could use more Jesus in the world, couldn't we? Absolutely. My goodness, the things that are going, going on and I guess where my heart goes and where I think about everything that's been going on over just, the, I mean, I guess back since February, you know, when you think of the coronavirus and all that and everything that's developed recently, the root of the problem, we're all sinners. And and the sooner this country and everybody in it gets to recognizing that, um, the better off we're all going to be.
1: Yeah. And it's it's a lack of hope, too. Yeah. Um, I think pe- these are desperate times, mm. you know, and, and we don't have to get political to say that statement. Yeah. Um, it's... Yes, there's, there's only one person that can fix this. Yep. It's, and it's not a Democrat. It's not a Republican. It's, it's not all these different groups. It's, it's not the cure for coronavirus. It's Jesus. That's right. And that's the only thing that is going to fix our problem. We, we try to We try to call out all these different things. Well, if we had this president or if we had this president— this would fix everything. Or if we had the cure to coronavirus, this would, there's always going to be that next thing. That's right. There's always going to be that next crisis, uh, the next uprising. Um, Jesus is the only one that's going to be there one million years from now. That's right. And it, it, once we start focusing on eternity, then everything that's going on right now becomes, I don't want to say trivial because it's, it's, these are real problems affecting people in a real way they're affecting us in a real way yeah but if if our if our focus is here today and not on eternity it's going to keep us That's in a in a feeling of there's just no hope yeah. even for believers it, it it weighs us down and it's all where's our focus where's yeah. our where, where's our focus
0: well, the Bible tells us that none of us are good, and it's amazing to me that when we know that we're we're still surprised <laughs> that the world is in trouble right. uh, and we we keep moving a little bit further away from him as a society and wondering why the why the world is going crazy yeah uh, it's it's pretty clear
1: and i i hope my hope is because so many times you can look back on tragedy and history or or things like this in history, and you you can look back and you see the good that came out of it yeah um, you know I look at simple things like look look how we've changed the way church happens, the way that mm-hmm. you know we're taking something as as evil as social media can be and on a Sunday morning now you're hearing about bandwidths of internet services all over the country are just bogged down on Sunday mornings, and it's because social media is being flooded with sermons. Yep. Well, had it not been for COVID, I'm, I shouldn't say it wouldn't have happened because even our church, we were kind of itching our way that way, but then COVID just poof, yeah. pushed us right off the edge. So yeah. we've got to be able to look back and see the good that comes from tragedy. And then when we're in the tragedy we end, hold on to that as our hope that God's the answer.
0: Yeah. Amen. Um, Amen. Boy, it'd be nice if we saw a new Billy Graham come along, somebody man. that impacts millions of people like he did, wouldn't it? I don't I don't know if there'll ever be another there Billy Graham. There will be Graham. another Billy
1: Graham, uh, but, but yeah. Boy, well, it'd be uh, great to see a, a leader like to, that. And, and yeah, it's, a
0: spiritual leader. You know, Billy Graham was so good about staying outside of politics. Right. It was all about the message of the cross, and and that's what we need. We don't need all the other distractions. We need you know, the message I, of the cross. You know, I told cross.
1: a story the other day, because we, we, even in church, we get caught up in— styles of music and this and that and what people should wear and what they shouldn't wear. And, and there's so many things, even in my church, that are topics of debate too many so many times. And I tell this story because I am a gospel music fan. And if it were up to Mitchell Hollis, we would have uh, uh, a four- or five-piece gospel group Every Sunday, like Gold City or the Inspirations or the Kingdom Heirs, that would be what is played at my church every single Sunday morning. But it's not up to Mitchell. And, and so many times, especially over the past 10 years, music has really divided our churches. And I tell this, to I'm, I'm going to Billy Graham is the reason yeah. I said all that. I was watching a sermon. We were camping a few years back, and we had a TV where we were, and, and I was watching a Billy Graham crusade from the 1950s. And as I was watching that, I noticed that everybody in the audience had on a three-piece suit. All the men had on a three-piece suit. Every woman had a dress on down to her ankles. And uh, George uh, Bernard—not George Bernard Show. uh,
0: (laughs) Uh, George George Beverly Shea was
1: up there uh, doing the gospel rendition of— I don't even remember what the song is he sings. <laughs> He's known for it, but the altar call yeah. at the Billy Graham Crusades, and uh, and then I got to thinking it. it God really convicted my heart because that's what I want to see when I go to church. Yeah. That is what I like. But if you look at Billy Graham's son or even his grandson now, yeah, they're nobody's wearing a suit and tie. Yep, and you have people like Kurt Lecrae or Toby Mac or. Matthew West or a lot of these incredible musicians up there today and they're doing things radically different. Radically different. But there's one thing that doesn't change. You close your eyes and you hear the same exact message. Even in Billy Graham's later years, Mm -hmm. his crusades radically changed and it it really convicted me that Mitchell, you need to leave your preferences at the door of the sanctuary when you walk in because it's it's not about you. It's not about the format or the what people are wearing or it's it's about the heart of worship and uh i don't really know why i'm sharing that other than you mentioned billy graham and, and i was just talking about that the other day because our church is going through some changes and uh it's it's about it's about the lost people outside the doors yeah it's not about the preferences of the people inside the doors
0: yeah when we can get outside of ourselves and start worrying about everybody else all these problems can take care of themselves right they really can
1: and now i'm a i'm a Lacrae <laughs> friend nowadays <laughs>
0: And listen, uh, we're not taking anything away from some of the great preachers we have out there. Now there are some great ones out there. Now, Um, Billy Billy Graham was just uh, was a, a, a cut, just amazing, amazing man. Yeah. Well, it's that time where I share Dean's thoughts, which is a time where I share something I've written about the intersection between running and faith. And this week, this is entitled "He Can't Help It." God has conferred to everyone at least one talent. He assigned me running. I think in order to make me fast, he felt obligated to install a subpar memory. Amen. (laughs) Maybe it's so I can't remember the last run or at least the pain from it. He could have made me a distinguished accountant, helping people make sense of important things like bank accounts, past due notices, and balance sheets. But he didn't. He could have created me as a remarkably talented surgeon, healing people and making their lives more productive and livable. But he didn't. I thought he was going to prepare me for the teaching profession when I was younger, but he nudged me away from that because he knew shaping young minds with knowledge from my mushy brain would almost certainly lead to decreasing IQ scores. He could have rendered me as an astronaut exploring space and making spectacular discoveries, but he knew I'd probably get lost out there like the Robinsons. He could have made me a lawyer, but by his grace, he didn't. I love airplanes and he could have made me an airline pilot, but instead he saddled me with poor vision and ringing in my ears, excluding me from that profession. He could have made me a master chef concocting culinary delights that make my mouth water just thinking about them. But he knew few would experience the taste because I would eat it all myself. He could have made me anything, but he fashioned me as a runner with an ability to teach others about running. Useful? Eh, Not so much as the world measures it. I'm not really being industrious. Passing along running knowledge doesn't fatten anyone's bank account. It doesn't produce works of art that generations will ogle for a thousand years. It fails to make efficiency or quality gains in production. It isn't poetic or romantic in any respect. It's just running. One repetitious foot in front of the other. So simple. Knowledge of such a simple act is rather unimpressive by any measure. But... I love it. Running, I mean. I love to talk about running almost as as much as I love the act itself. I have been asked why I love to run, and my answer has been consistent. I don't know. It's hard. It hurts. It takes time. That's not a desirable combination of attributes, is it? Nonetheless, I love to run. And I can't tell you why, except for this. It's who I am. I can't help it. I'm convinced that all people know God loves them. Deep down, they know it. Many suppress the feeling, even convincing themselves that there is no God. But they know. There's an empty feeling inside that only God can fill. The truth is that he loves everyone whether anyone loves him back. It's unconditional. No, it's more than that. It's unquenchable. He can't help but love us. Why does he love us so deeply? We don't know. It It doesn't make sense. Just like a love for an activity that's hard and hurts and consumes time makes no sense, neither does God's love. But it's who he is. He can't help it.
1: Man, that's a great story, Dean. Great job. Thank
0: you. Thank you. I... Yeah, I, I think it's
1: the God-sized void. That's... That's what everybody seeks to feel. Um, Some some of us get it, and some of us just haven't found it yet. And therein lies everything we've been talking about. It's it's, it's, uh, illustrating that that void can't be filled by being a great surgeon or an accountant or making all the money in the world or being famous or going to space. It can only be filled by one thing. And that's Jesus. And that's, that's just, man, you nailed it right there. So great okay. job. Great. Right. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You. Yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things.
0: So don't forget that the 5K challenge material is on sale right now. You might want to go out there and grab that up while you got the chance. Hey, listen, triathlon season. Triathlon season is a well, it has been upon us, but we haven't had triathlons and we coach a, a youth triathlon team and so it's been really disheartening. Uh, mm. Although we've got some that are still hammering out hard hard workouts and doing all the things they need to do to be the best they can be and do you think triathlon season is going to happen
1: well you know back in march my son and i lane who's a triathlete we were we made the first trip down to the continental cup in sarasota florida everything was good to go this was first week in march and uh, we even asked the race director is it on yes we're racing And the night before the race the city of sarasota pulled the permits And Mm. that's when everything came to a screeching halt nationwide. And uh, we've been hoping, you know, that, that, yes, we're going to get to race. Because these kids work so hard. I mean, they pour their guts, as Lane would say it, (laughs) into this sport. (laughs) And uh, so we got an email just the other day saying that the the Des Moines race, which is one of the the Junior Elite Series races, is on. And uh, it is going to happen. We have the one week later we have one in wisconsin and then two weeks later we have national st- finals so usually a season that spans over seven races over many months is <laughs> it's condensed into three races in one month yeah and uh, so yeah we're trying to prepare for that right now we're you and i've been this morning talking about how we're going to rearrange the training schedules to to make them perform it those three races in such a short period of time which is kind of uncommon but we've been in an uncommon years.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, we have. I'm really, really excited to see that go off and see how that goes. I, I hope it goes well and, uh, and we're able to finish the season out.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, I'm excited, not only for the racing, but, um, we've, people have took notice of, you know, not so much under the run for God heading anymore, the tri team, cause they're on two elite teams, but we, We've, we've had the opportunity to point people to Christ, through the sport of triathlon for so many years now. So you know, so many of these people, um, we race with. You talk about weekend friends. Well, these yeah. are our bi-monthly friends, and we they're from yeah. all over the country, all over the world, really. Mm-hmm. And we see them these six or seven times a year. And and I I tell people about a, a friend that I have. A, um, I have a, I've made an uncanny friendship with a, a gentleman. Um, he's a college professor, very um, – doesn't think the way I think about yeah. the world, about yeah. faith, about anything. And uh, But we have this common bond, and it's that both of our kids are in the sport of triathlon. And, and he's a photographer, and I love photography. And, and we have this very uncanny um, – bond that's there and my hope is that he knows where i stand and i know at least for now where he stands on spiritual matters but i've missed seeing him not only because we've we've created a great friendship but because i know that guy's not done right. with that relationship yeah. and uh, he's got an incredible story uh from his past and uh yeah so we're we're going back to racing next month and nice. I, I can't wait
0: yeah i can't wait so every every week we share a reason why running is so awesome and so this week the reason why running is so awesome stairs Mm. and climbing them just Mm -hmm. think about how much easier it is to climb stairs when you're a runner versus if you're a non-runner i see people who are non-runners and you know sometimes they're only in there. They're in their 30s, and mm-hmm. they're struggling just to walk upstairs because they just don't stay fit enough to stay at We don't have that problem as Mm-mm. runners. I usually take stairs two at a time because I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm getting up the stairs. You know, And even
1: when there's an elevator there, we know it's quicker to take the stairs. Right. We take the stairs. Yep. So, yeah, yep. that's just
0: that's one of the many perks of, oh, yeah, of absolutely. being a runner. It's so much easier to move around. I think about amusement parks and walking through amusement parks i remember taking I my don't kid.
1: like music parks regardless
0: uh, yeah i'm not a huge amusement well i don't know it depends on the amusement park uh, but the idea of being up on your up on your feet all day is a lot easier for us so uh, there's just so many reasons why running is great and stairs is one of them
1: so. and, and the amusement parks you know we made the i don't know who come up with this genius idea but we had we were with, at the national finals several years back
0: I remember this. the national
1: finals we train all year for these kids to go this race and somebody thought it was a great idea to go to an amusement park like two days before the race and i i remember being at the amusement park thinking we've worked all year to get here and now we have these kids out in the sun on their feet all day long you think we would have thought about let's stay an extra day and go after yeah no we took them out to of the amusement park i think they actually all did well that year yeah but uh it's because they were runners they could handle it
0: <laughs> that's right that's right our motivational thought of the week is this one i'm not sure who said this uh, but it's so true running is about consistency fall in love with the process and the results will come yeah i tell people this all the time if anybody ever asked me for if you've got one piece of advice yep. to share the one it's one word consistency yeah just do it consistently and consistency doesn't mean you know I run every day you don't have to run every day to be consistent you can run five days a week and be consistent in running five days a week but it doesn't work good if you run two days one week and then seven days the next week
1: right you know I've we've we've both had the opportunity to, to coach adults in the past and and I, I really don't care for coaching adults for a, a lot of reasons um, but so many times they're the first question you ask them is, well, on your last plan or on this plan, how many days did you get in last week uh, out of the five that you were prescribed? Well, I got in two. Well, paying me or engaging me to coach you, the the number one piece of coaching advice there is is have a plan and stick to the plan. Now, mm-hmm. injuries and things like that withstanding. Um, but, yeah, you're, I mean, it's, it's dead on. It's, it's consistency and you can, yeah, consistency. <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> it's, what it is. It's really simple. That's the best p- and you don't have to pay for that. You don't have to, you don't have to go hire a, a big time coach um, because if you're not doing things consistently, then then you don't need to waste your money on on a coach. It's, that's the number one thing. It's set of goal and Stick to the plan.
0: I would say you're better off, if again, if your goal is to, is to be the best runner you can be, you're better off to just run easy every single day, five to six days a week, than you are to have a coach that prescribes workouts and you're only running three days a week and you're kind of hit and miss on things.
1: Unless you're a brand new runner and you need to stick to the 5K Yes. Challenge. Now, yeah,
0: yeah we're, we're talking about right. somebody who's trying to own their craft and trying to get better right, at it and exactly. be, be the fastest they can be. Um, yeah, consistency—it's it's so important. Yeah. Well, we're at that point at the end of the podcast where we tell you all these things about joining Run Club and sharing and getting notifications and all that stuff. Listen, Run Club is something that is growing; it's getting bigger. There's going to be more stuff involved in Run Club. There's already a lot out there. I mean, you get all of this—the the written, the audio, the video—your choice. You can you can consume this however you want to. You got running plans out there for you. You got um, the Thursday nights, we have a live session and we talk about different running related things. We had a Bible study last week and mm-hmm. I thought that was a lot of fun. Got a lot of good feedback mm-hmm. about that. So we're trying to, we try to mix things up and try to be new and fresh all the time and talk about different things. You get uh, discounts on Run for God gear and you get uh, there's so much out there and uh just as Julie said in her story, she mm-hmm. talked about how many resources there are there. So we've accumulated these resources and they're there for you. Yeah. So uh and it's cheap. It's cheap.
1: You know, I, I stopped on the way to meet you and I, I bought an apple and a water at the store. I'm I'm trying to there again, I'm trying to follow he spider's advice, so I got me an apple <laughs> instead of a protein bar. Um uh, but I got an apple and a water and it's three bucks yeah three bucks for an apple and a water yep. well three of those stops and you're in run club that's right uh two cups of coffee one cup of coffee depending on where you buy your <laughs> coffee uh, but it's nine dollars and 97 cents a month and or our goal is to keep it affordable because we want there's power in numbers yeah we want volume we want a lot of people involved in this because we want to be the number, we want to be the largest running club in America. Now, you may sit, you may be out there thinking that's a lofty goal, and it is a lofty goal. We can't make that happen without the people listening here. That's right. Um, but go out there and, and share what you're hearing here and uh, encourage those around you to, to join a run club. Start a run club in your community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have some resources here pretty soon that will tell you how to do that uh, to start a local chapter. Um, but go ahead and start the process. Start telling your friends, and it's, yeah, do all the things. Share do, us. Post us.
0: Five-star reviews. Us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All, exactly. all that stuff. Uh, and again, remember, Dean at Run for God, give us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And we occasionally get questions. Somebody posted a question on Facebook. I think it was yesterday. Uh, it was a good question. It was a great mm-hmm. question. One I don't even think we've, we've covered. And so that's another outlet. And
1: uh, you'll get so many angles to answer that question yeah. because of the community, because... There are a lot of seasoned runners and there's a lot of brand new runners. And so those brand new runners a lot of times are asking questions and we don't always have all the answers. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times there's, there's several answers to a question and, and, and it's a sounding board. And it's, yeah. man, I just, I feed off of what everybody's doing in that run club because they're so active and they're so inspirational and enthusiastic.
0: And don't forget when you're doing this, you're also helping to perpetuate a ministry that is trying to reach people for Christ. And so... It's not just about the stuff that you get, but it's about what you're, you're helping to continue. So when you join Run Club, then you're helping, you're helping run for God to keep the doors open and to keep trying to find new ways to mm-hmm. share Christ with runners. Mm-hmm. So listen, may God bless every step of every run out there. Now, go out there and shine your light. Good word, Dean.
1: For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.